0: G'day, Pittsburgh Steeler fans! Welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril joined as always by my co-host, Mikey D. Monkey Davidson. How you doing, mates?
1: You sound like you're a tour, you're a tour guide for like Australia. <laughs> g'day, g'day, guys! Welcome back to Steelers Touch Down Under. On your right over here is the kangaroos. <laughs> if you don't like the kangaroo, come check out the the koala bears too. Oh, if you're not a fan of the koala bears, check out the wallabies. The wallabies are great.
0: And then some bogan Aussie yells over and goes. Koala bear? It's just a koala, you dumb hell. Oh, I was going to swear then. (laughs) Oh, 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 pulled back from that one. No, but, mate, how are you? It's been an interesting week. It's rainy here. It's cold here. It's yuck here.
1: You know what's funny, man? No one really cares about the wombat, do they?
0: I like the wombat. Wombat, Everyone talks
1: about the kangaroos and the koala bears, and no one really talks about the wombat or the platypus. Well, you know a fun fact about the... So two fun facts. Uh, the wombat, do you know,
0: back like 200, three hundred years ago, they had wombats the size of hippos that were killing people, which is why like the indigenous and the uh, English like banded together to kill them off. And then wow. the other one with the platypus is there's a the first platypus ever allowed outside of Australia zoo is now at San Diego Zoo, and most people don't realize, but the platypus has like um like a spike on its like paw that has like basically equivalent to venom in it. And there's no cure for it around the world. It basically maims you, when you're in crippling pain for like two weeks.
1: That's so good. Makes Australia even more dangerous. Come down to Australia, like they always, you know, cute and cuddly animals. No, half these animals can rip your limbs off. It's
0: great. Exactly, exactly. Or put you in a hospital <laughs> in withering pain, and, and like, it's like common, it's like sci- common science hasn't figured it out yet.
1: Do you remember when James Harrison took a, took that brown to the, you know, the, the fan, the tackle the fan to the to the ground? Yeah, Like Dead said, just picked him up. It's like that with a kangaroo or some animals here. And even Jedevil says here too, quokkas are cool. We talked about quokkas a few years ago on one of the shows. Um, quokkas are like the docile, like looking like, I don't know if they're like a, a, a rat or like a, I don't know what they are exactly. but they're They are like technically the... a rodent, I think. Yeah, like a rodent. They're always just happy, just chilling out there eating the leaves. But um, yeah, quokkas are They look a
0: bit like... like a very happy, small <laughs> capybara.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Gladly for <it. laughs> make the <butterfly laughs> on <sonics> next running back.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, right now we've got a few wombats to just slow and trudge along. So, <laughs>
1: oh. oh, definitely, we should do that kind of show where like, we would, should would, do. You know what? We Benny, should do that Benny next Snell. week. We should do an Australian show of like different ben, animals and characters. Benny in Snell has era. to be a wombat. He's too slow in the backfield. Who? Like Benny? Benny Snell is a wombat for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure.
1: <laughs> well, speaking, that's a good segue into
0: the offense. Um, last week, we talked about the odd man out on the defense. We sought to talk about the odd man out in general, but Mark and I, as everyone knows, loves our deeply, love our defense, and mm. we got a little bit, uh, uh, let's say, energetic about that defense. But you guys. Love the content. You guys love talking about Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, also, there's 90 players on the roster. It's pretty hard to cover everyone off into you know, both in offense and defense in one show. We found it hard enough to get through, like, 50 people. Uh, but so this week, we're going to be talking about the offense. Um, and so if you're on the audio side, you know, we're now going to crack into the, crack into the show. Um, but live chat, looking forward to everything you guys are going to throw in, as per usual, um, on YouTube and Facebook. As I think we always like to say, and so do our BTSC colleagues, you know you guys make the show, um, so throw in your thoughts and questions as always. But let's uh let's crack into it, Mark. So, if I saw the Steelers roster alphabetically, the first position that um, is brought up is the center position when you talk about offense. So, there are three centers listed right now, um, mm. and they are Kendrick Green, JC Hassenhauer, and Chris Owens. Um, but I thought I would also bring up the offensive line, the guys listed as offensive line um, because there's guys like Mason Cole um, in there as well. So offensive line, you've got James Daniels, Mason Cole, Kevin Dotson, John LaGlue, Chukes for Trent Scott. Now, obviously, Chukes we're probably saying as a tackle, but I'm just going off what their position they're listed as. Um, so, Let's recap? Kendrick Green, JC House, now Chris Owens, and then if we think about the guys that would likely play center, you're probably talking about Mason Cole and James Daniels potentially.
1: Right. So we're doing we're doing the odd man out, aren't we? we we're choosing yeah. The, who's who who's looking be? like they might not be there? Uh, Chris Owens. See ya. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that dude is. Like a lot, of, a lot of these guys on the on the real back end, because how many people are in the offensive line? Right. There are so many different. Uh, you know, people playing the position. I thought it was going to be Cole. Cole would be there. I have heard Daniels being at centre, but I've also heard that he's going to stick there at right guard. Then you have the idea to, will Kendrick Green play left guard and behind Dotson? I think the camp coming up, camp in a few weeks' time is going to be very interesting, and and hopefully I can pay attention to the offensive line and not get bored. But I'm telling you, because it's going to be very interesting there to see who will will get the reps, uh, number one. But if you're saying odd man out, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say it's um, Chris Owens because I just don't know who the guy is. And it's look, look, look at the talent in front of him. There's so much talent.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I think with Hassan Howell, for me, like I'm not going to argue with that one. I think Hassan Howe, it's, it's more a practice squad thing. I, you know, if they're really serious about moving Kendrick Green at guard, I do see a lineup. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lineup, particularly like, particularly when you think about the role of a center with a quarterback and particularly a rookie quarterback. Like it was, I think it was, um, Matt Paredes that was there before, I think Mitch Morse is the center for um, Buffalo. But I remember them talking about bringing the center that Josh Allen started with over um, to help him out because it would help him with the snap count. It would take the pressure off him. And they said it made a massive difference to his development. I wouldn't be surprised. So, which is why I wouldn't be surprised to see Dotson at guard, Green at guard and Daniels at center to make life easier if Pickett is Mm. the starter or if Pickett comes in the first oh, few weeks boy. of the season if Trubisky gets injured. <laughs> to me, it makes more sense to put someone that's super <clears throat> experienced there that you know is going to do their job and so that, you know, Kenny Pickett isn't facing pressure down through that centre position. I could see that.
1: Yeah, well, you just you threw a span in the works there depending who, if, if Pickett starts or if Trubisky starts. So... That's, a, that's another, another, like, that's another whole we'll show. Get in itself, really. yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll get there later in this one. Oh, yeah. like I don't know. Everyone's on Mason Cole. I, I wish him all the best. I know we spent money on him. I just, if you actually go through what he's done, he's not like, that much better than Kendrick Green. I'm just saying that. Like, it's well, not... I think,
1: then, yeah, the narrative is now that Cole's going to start at center. Green's be pushed over to left guard. And then you have James Daniels starting at right. I don't really care where James Daniels starts. If we can just get five James Daniels, we'll be fine. To get everyone, you know, he's super excited to be a stealer. So oh yeah, yeah. Old, he's the leader. Odd man now, right. like odd it has gonna be that the, the, the undrafted free agent, but or rookie, whoever it is. But yeah, it's it's gonna be this line is completely imagine. Look at the line the last three two years or whatever. It's so different. It's who's the only guy we know is chooks, really.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> now if we look at let's go a bit wider then, because the next plot, the next alphabetical player on the roster because they'd make this really, really easy for shows like this Um is technically fullback, but we'll, we'll talk about that one a little bit later on because we'll bracket that with tight end. Mm-hmm. Um But you've got Nate Gilliam at guard and then going back into those, you know, offensive linemen you've got, we talked about, so we talked about Mason Cole and James Daniels. Then we go Kevin Dotson, John LeGlue. Um, I'm going to leave out a core four, but then Trent Scott. I mean, do you think, do you think glue can make this roster, or do you think he's just a practice squad guy again? Because obviously Dotson... It works.
1: depends. Depends how many numbers they need for the guard position, right?
0: Yeah.
1: How many numbers they need, and the, what they are they're going into the, the season with? Normally about nine offensive linemen. Is that correct? I think about I think that's nine. Correct.
0: I'm just trying to. Yeah, most it. Yeah. most yeah.
1: seasons. I think Dave talks about it a bit. I think it's like normally nine. So you have the five starters, and you yeah, have and you four, four backups. Four backups. So I would say like, can Lagoo be one of those backups? Because they also, oh, even our tackle position, too. Like they brought in Trent Scott, the big unit. But then how many cool. backups do you have behind that five?
0: Well, and that's a good segue to bring up the, the, the tackles because you got Jake Dixon, Dan Moore, Jordan Tucker. I mean, Jordan Tucker out of North Carolina, like I've, I've seen him play yeah. in North Carolina. I but, like the guy. Like he's a guy. I'd, if, if I'm picking a flyer right now to make, you know, um, or a bolter, if you like, to make this squad out of there on the offensive line, out of guys that we haven't seen before. Um, he's he's the guy, to be honest.
1: Because I think when you're saying these positions of individual, like, guard or tackle, I think, like, I know when, when I'm talking right now, I'm, I'm going into the whole offensive line because they can all play. They're all flexibility. So who's going to be behind the starting five? Or who would who would be the starting five? And I think, like, Kendrick Green or JC now will be, you know, either back up to... Maybe Dotson and Cole, depending, depending, and then do we have? Is, is there is there a camp battle between like Leglu and someone else, or Trent Scott or and then the other guys are just just the other guys that are there to fill in. But I want to be surprised. I, I want someone just someone to come in and just take over. And if it's yeah. Unraka or someone we don't know about, that's that's what that's what most most excites me. Someone who's going to just go out there and work.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing that I think, you know, I know there are a few people that have talked about um, <clears throat> different tackles, like, you know, you're, I think this is Riley Reef and, um, you know, some of those guys, Eric Fisher and that. Like, but actually, he might have signed somewhere recently. I thought I saw that. I heard someone talking about that. Um, but there's also guys, I, I could see some decent, you know, there'll be some tackles around this league that get cut you know, as, as teams and look at what they Good drafted, time. you know, mm-hmm. right. You take the Cowboys and they brought in um the Tulsa guy. Uh, oh, his name's, his name's escaping me. His last name. Yeah. Tyler Smith. I think it is. Um, They brought him in like, now they brought him in to start and they thought they could use him in, in, in an interior position, but if they've got poor play elsewhere on the tackle and the tackle part, they, they could cut a guy, for example. So you just don't know what's going to happen between now and, and the start of the season. But, yeah, as I say, from my perspective, if I'm looking at bolter. Uh, I definitely think I'm interested to see what Jordan Tucker can do through the preseason. Um, but then, obviously, you've got a guy like, um, you know, Liglu that played a little bit last year. He'd kind of expect to, to, to make the practice squad at a minimum. Now, the thing we left out, though, was Joe Hague and Chaz Green, right, because they're later in the alphabetical list at tackle. Um, Chaz Green we saw a little bit last year. Um, you know, in terms of the preseason, I think he started two of the three games in the preseason. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't think he brings a lot. So I can't see him making this roster for me. Um, Joe Haig, I can't see them cutting him given he's probably the most experienced guy on the
1: offensive line. He's from Tampa, um, right? He's from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a
0: Tampa guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I, the thing for me, I think I might've spoken about on this podcast or war room, but like, I you see him in photos or videos in Steelers training, and he just doesn't looks like he wants to be there. <laughs> I'm like, if I was getting paid a couple of million a year to play for the Steelers, I'd be he's, the, like... he's the J,
1: he's the Jay Cutler of uh, of guards. Yeah, Jay Cutler did not want to be on the field. He'd score a touchdown, and Jay Cutler would be just just depressed. Like, mm, okay, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> I don't a, know. He's a weird
0: that guy, though. Like,
1: I got a yeah. question for you. I got a question for you. So. How many starters throughout the year do you want to be do to you know, uh, start every week? Like, do you want James Daniels to start every game? Do you want another player to start every single game? We know it won't be the same line for 17 games. How many starters do you want to be the exact same in the exact same role every week?
0: So, I'm going to answer your question a little bit differently. I'm when I think a, um, A successful season, a season with limited injuries. Injuries are always going to happen, you know, even if they're a one-week proposition, Mm -hmm. a two-week proposition, or they're a seven or eight or even a season proposition, hopefully not. I would expect – I think it would be a good um, goal, objective, good mark, pass mark, if you like, if the Steelers had seven guys that
1: that started on the offensive line across
0: the five positions. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so what you're saying is there could be injuries or someone gets someone gets demoted or whatever. Or you
0: or, or you give someone a break, you know, after the bye, or you've got someone that's <clears> like <throat> a 50-50 and you, you know, whatever. Because you also might have a situation with like where Kendrick Green was last year, where Howard started toward the end. Kendrick Green had the calf injury and they did, they had him there to play if he needed to step in, but they didn't want him to have to play.
1: I'm gonna answer my own question a bit differently. Right? So I want this season, I want to see I want to see 10 games. 10 games or more with the same five, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like I want to see the exact same five playing at least 10 games.
0: Right? Yeah, I agree. I need mean, yeah, to so agree with that. If we get
1: into a situation where center doesn't work out and that chopping and changes and, and they're not playing very well, uh, and all they change, or well, let's move this guy here. So that's a perfect off this the, the time now for the offseason to work all these things out. But I know that James Daniels will be in there somewhere, Mason Cole will be in there somewhere. Of course, Dotson and and uh who's the other boy? I always forget his name, Dan Dan Moore Jr. Dan Moore. I think I think the junior throws me off. Dan Moore's in there, right? So I don't want to see like week one, you have five and then two weeks later it's a whole new, you know, you yeah. guys come in, right? There's got to be some cohesion there to build that forward through the season. And this is this is a crazy game when you think about it. I know a lot of people say like you know, Steelers got to go out and win a Super Bowl, but there's so many things to it. When you really think about it, they're playing over 17 weeks. They've got to get everything together. The well, and there's also the luck
0: of the draw. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like yeah, it's um pretty interesting. But I mean, they, they when you look at that spot overall, and that guard, and that tackle, and you know, center, it, it's quite confusing. Um, it's just it's five. I always find it funny on these lists and rosters, and when you come out through the draft, that they're always listed at something different to what they're playing. <laughs> like, mm. so whoever lists these positions needs to just like standardize it. Like, you know, it's just I don't. know. this does not make. Do, it very you, do easy. you
1: think the player, if the player is playing a certain position, if they're getting paid as a right guard or a right tackle, do you think they want they want to go and play the other position, or are they like in their mind set to that contract?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I that's think a good question. Some, I think for some <laughs> players, yeah, they're definitely they're not versatile. But 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 every player will sit there and say they're versatile through the draft process because it, it boosts their valuation, you know. Like so, but yeah, I mean, some people adjust to it really well. Other people don't. Like I've been listening to um, I'm halfway through an interview that Bucky Brooks did with um, Thomas Davis, who was the linebacker partner for um, Luke Keekley the Pampers, yeah, he was yeah. good. He
1: was really, it was real fun to watch. God, he was a good dude. Oh, mate, a he's
0: a watch. legend. And and and, yeah. and everyone knows how much of <laughs> a fan I am of Luke Keekley. And Luke Keekley has talked a lot about how Davis pushed him. And so Davis was saying, Well, actually, Keekley pushed me, you know. So we were both just two dogs at the one bone, but no, they were able to share the bone, right? Yeah, but but mm-hmm. but Davis, and it was you know, fairly early in my time, like I, I wouldn't say I've ever watched a game that he played in college, but he was he was a safety for Georgia. And he was drafted to be a a safety, like a 230, 40 pound safety, a bit like what Brian Erlacher was in that situation as well. But he was talking about the fact that they were back and Bucky Brooks and and Thomas Davis were doing some back and forth on how, you know, because when he came to the league, he played linebacker and he was a bit, you know, a bit big, but that he said he could have shed a little bit of weight and, you know, been more focused on the tight end position, particularly with the way that he lined up in a 4 3 defense. But Bucky Brooks asked him, look, we just assume when we're evaluating college players that they're going to be able to switch positions. Like if there's, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that strong safety, but they could play a deep safety role. It might be cornerback that can play slot corner. Like a slot corner is almost becoming its own different position if you like right. now. Right. So, um, and a lot of people in the draft process, both in the college game and the people that evaluate it in scouting will tell you that that that's very much the case. So you kind of, and even slot wide receiver to an extent, um, so you're sign of now seeing this evolve, but we all just assume, oh yeah, that guy can just plot over there. Like, you know, Dotson played right guard all in college. Like, mm. and <clears throat> a lot of us want to see him go back. I think it makes sense to put him back there, but he's probably spent all his time learning left, left guard and how his foot, footwork needs to be in his positioning. <laughs> he might not want to be there anymore, right? He might, he might want to go, I just want to do left guard. So who knows, right? It's just, what? but then you have it. One thing I find I'll say is then you have to answer your question. Then you have a guy like Bud Dupree, who when his free agency tag came up, you know he wanted to be listed as a defensive end because that's what he'd been a four three because they they had more money with that associated with the with the franchise
1: tag there. So it's like, could yeah. you could you imagine if Dotson is playing like right guard and he forgets he's got he, go, he always goes left and or and he goes like the opposite way, like he's just like or he goes I don't know what he's doing, you know, or the team goes one way and he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, I forgot. Um, now it's gonna be it's gonna be so intriguing to watch this new line, really, because we we've always had from the last five years or so even with big Ben, some of the Mulkey's, Pouncy, and the Castro and those dudes, and being uh, a big out. We never really talked about it. I think if if we had a show, we wouldn't talk about it that much because we knew those guys were going to be starter. Now it's like the new guys coming in. It's gonna be very very interesting, I think.
0: So we've got a really good question from Michael O'Malley. Just why we took a pause there. What effect will Flores have on the D this year? I think we have some ish we haven't seen from Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know. I, I think I know what you mean, what you mean by that. But we we did talk a lot about that on last week's show, um, you know, because we did this same odd man out for the defense. And we did talk about Flores and we talked about Flores the week before. But I think Mark and I both agree that, you know, and obviously Mark jump in, but like, you know, Flores is definitely putting a stamp on this day in different positions, but he's doing it in a respectful way, um, with Terrell Austin, and we can only be of benefit. I know the guys on the preview yeah. spent a lot of time talking about this mm-hmm. yesterday as well. Um, but I also anyone that thinks Flores is here to take over from Tomlin, uh uh-uh, especially if you've listened to that pivot podcast.
1: He's a he's a head, he's a head coach. That is playing, that he's a linebacker's coach. He's going to help us out tremendously and just more leadership as well for these young men to get out there and go play. Um, you can already see in some of his interviews and when he was, um, you know, working with the fellows that he's ready to play. He's ready to be, he's focused on being a Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker's coach, I think. Yeah. And that will set him up to, yes, he's dealing with the legal stuff with the NFL and I'll, I'm not talking about that, but he, you know, he can go sort that out, go sort it out. right? But he's getting himself back to, Okay, I can be a head coach. I don't know why I was fired, and yeah. and give me a year or two with Steelers, and I'll show you why I'm a head coach because his linebacker call will, will be will be, uh, you know, one of the best. And look at the, look at the players he has. You know, he's got so many good players. So i and I know Mike Tomlin's excited. And Mike Tomlin reached out and said he did. Tomlin didn't reach out and say, "Oh, I want Congrats. you to play for us." First, he, said he reached out as, as a as a as a friend, as a you know as a man, and said, "Hey, are you okay?" And then three or four weeks later things started to happen. So yeah. I'm excited to see him get another chance because he was a tremendous head coach. or uh, well, You know, going to be with the Dolphins and could have, could have turned them around. And that game against the, the the Ravens was one of the best games I saw last year. I always say, go watch it. It was one of the best games. They zero-blitzed him like 75% time. Lamar Jackson had no idea where to go. No idea where to go. The safety was down there. Javon Holland was down there and making tackles. Like, it was so much fun. So if he can bring that little bit of leadership to the Steelers, And it's already nice defense we have. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. Well, let's move to the next position. And we appreciate that this position, uh, Riles fans up. We also appreciate that this position (laughs) is not going to be sorted out no matter how many podcasts talk about it for several weeks to come. And we also appreciate that we've probably got a five-minute eight to eight minute time limit on the show to talk about this position. (laughs) The live chat, be ready. Let's be nice to each other. It's the quarterback position. Chris Mike Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, and Mitch Trubisky. You're going to talk
1: about the fullback. I was talking about the fullback was the most. Yeah, we'll talk position. about them as at the tight <laughs> end position, uh, but that equally <laughs> can be divisive.
0: What? That equally can be divisive amongst. So them,
1: we're, doing, we're doing we odd man out, right? Back to the narrative of the show. Sure, odd man out has to be, has to be Chris Ladduke, I think. Oh, in, in ah, okay. So you're taking yeah, well, the like no, super no, mature no. approach. I like. <laughs> well, it. that's that's what I think the Steelers would do, right? Yeah. As an organization, right now we know what the Steelers normally do. They they will probably uh, start Trubisky. They will, they will put Pickett on the, the bench or you know not make him wear a helmet and then have Mason Rudolph as backup. That's what they probably do. Fans, however, odd man out want Mason Rudolph gone and uh keep Ola Dukin, which I think which I think as well, but we'll see, because we don't know, right? I don't know what you think, but i like Odd Man Out for me for a, for a stealer is Chris Oladucan because he'll probably be cut or practice squad.
0: Yeah, this is the <clears throat> I feel like there's a game of chicken going on right now, right? With the league and Mason Rudolph. Like it's just, there are, you look at other rosters and other quarterback rooms and Mason Rudolph would easily be the second player or like potentially even a, a starter. If you look at, if you do look at some rooms, um, I don't think we play the type of offense that he's gonna, is going to, has ever really going to have worked for Mason Rudolph. Um, you know i think if canada canada would come in a bit earlier potentially that's the that that, that's a different thing um but when you when you look at when you look at what mason rudolph has done that that experience there it's you're hard pressed from a training you know camp perspective i think after that someone will look to bring him someone will look to bring him in through the preseason however they might also say they want to bring him in for, for for the training camp side of things so I mean, these are some of the things to think about. But if, as the roster is right now, if we start the season and we have, you know, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett's really the number two, even if he's listed as number three, and then you've got Mason Rudolph, that is actually a good thing, Steelers fans. That is a good thing. Like, Mason Rudolph has that starting experience. I mean, if Trubisky goes down in week two and they feel Kenny's like a week or two off being ready, don't start Kenny Pickett start mm-hmm. mason rudolph right like we've got to be mature like i know pro- mm-hmm. like you draft a quarterback in the first round you draft him in the top 20 players he's, he's going to be starting at some point right like the, the reality says that you know we're in a society now that's run by instant gratification i mean that's just the way it works but having a guy like mason rudolph because what if like, like all right let's play devil's advocate i know people go oh no you give it's the yips. But what if Trubisky tore his ACL in week one like Zach Banner did a few years back or Ben Roethlisberger when he did his elbow halfway through the Seahawks game? Who You want Chris Oludukin backing up Kenny Pickett? Because the stats say that a rookie quarterback is going to miss a game or two with something that goes on, right? Or what if Kenny Pickett has, has a really bad game and they like want to pull you out, give you another week, particularly if it's like a week before the bye? You know, there's a lot of scenarios where actually having Mason Rudolph as the third quarterback. Is a good thing. You know, Michael Malice is having two head coaches in advantage. Correct. But like there it does make sense. However, my caveat is if someone wants Mason Rudolph and you can flip that for a fifth pick, a, a better than a seventh, I don't think it's worth trading the seventh. But if you can get a six or a fifth for him, do it. Because I also don't want to see Elodokin on the practice squad and someone else takes him. Do you know what yeah, I, mean? I agree. Like I, I I want to see him. Like I, I think safe, I think release really the
1: Realistically, what's going to happen is Trubisky will start, Rudolph will probably be back up, and Kenny Pickett will be third. And then, and then, and then Chris Olducan will be on the practice squad. Yeah. And depending if he stays there or not. However, I think a lot of fans we're playing this game where, you know, I think, I, I don't think you, have, you can't start. I don't think you can start Kenny Pickett right now. I, I just think the way that, and the Steelers are smart, right? So, say for instance, your, your scenario is what happened. Oh,
0: sorry, I'll just say one thing. Why would you? All this is sitting here, and we're about to talk about the wide receiver position with Pickens and Austin. You want Austin's and Pickens getting the feel from the game, probably from Trubisky, less so from Pickett. That's all I'm going to that's, that's say to start off. But, yeah, sorry.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like, if you, if you with your example, say Trubisky, or if he starts and then doesn't start, you know, uh, three weeks later, then you are right. The the, the depth you have then is what? Can he pick it or Leducan? No, you're probably better off having a, a backup quarterback that is, Mason Rudolph, that he has been playing the league. He's got career starts under his belt. Yes, he yes he hasn't had the best numbers, or he hasn't had uh, the most scored points. However, as the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're probably thinking, well, he's our backup quarterback. He's a he's a he's a guy who can go out there and start and and uh, maybe get a win or two. So, but look, they could shock everyone. The Pittsburgh Steelers could shock everyone and say Kenny Pickett had the best camp. <laughs> And just go and start Kenny Pickett, and you know what?
0: <laughs> Steelers fans as well. Even if you don't like the situation <clears> that we've got right now, it could be worse. We could be the Browns. Oh, it could be very traded worse. all these be worse. first round picks and two hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, and then they starting Jacoby Brissett. They can't even play him. Like that's crazy.
1: That is like the ultimate. Maybe round maybe we round should trade game.
0: if they love Pickett, right? Let's say Pickett balls out in training camp. Trade Chabitsky. To the browns i don't i mean i wouldn't want to do that he's just had a little kid you know and poor wife she'll and in marriage she'll leave him um the trading to the browns for nick chubb and like you know oh, denzel imagine. Ward. <laughs> imagine imagine getting <laughs> denzel program. ward we can't afford i'm being silly but like can you imagine getting,
1: getting a running back set of Najee harris and nick chubb and taking away two more first round picks of the browns the browns don't pick number one overall to 2028 well, <laughs> well, knowing their history, that's
0: probably a better scenario than picking later <laughs> where they pick first rounders that just cost them money.
1: Oh, that is so funny. Cause yeah, like we are in a pretty good situation with um, you know, the quarterback. We've got three, it. we've got
0: three yeah, yeah, exactly. starters,
1: like rookie, the- rookie, up and coming rookie who can hopefully go out there on ball, uh Trubisky who can play, and Mason Rudolph, who can also play as well, depending how depending what they want to do. And then the Browns on the other side have uh Joshua Dobbs. You know, thank you, mate. But uh, you know, you're okay. And they have what? Who's it? Brissett. And that's it. That's all they but, have. But also,
0: the other thing is, back when Mason go, let's rewind, like to week six or seven, 2019, when Ben was out and it was Dark Hodges and Mason Rudolph. If you said, like, moving, if you said to a Steelers fan, then you know, in a couple of years' time, when Ben's retired, we're gonna we're gonna get land the best. The top quarterback in free agency, Mitch Trubisky, who in 2019, I'm pretty sure that was one of the years he took Chicago to the playoffs. So you, you told that to a Steelers fan, they'd be like, <laughs> what the heck? And then then you said, and we're also gonna draft the best quarterback in the draft at the 20th pick of the draft. People would have told told you you were an absolute, you know, imbecile and you needed to go to like the madman home. Like the men in the white coats mm-hmm. would be coming out. <laughs> like We've got to be grateful.
1: Well, Michael O'Malley here says it best here on uh, YouTube land. He says, "Whoever wins quarterback one wins quarterback one." And I, I'm in that camp as well. Like, I really don't care, but I just want to see. Uh, I just want to see the camp battle. I actually, I'm pretty excited too. Are you excited to see Kenny Pickett and Trubisky throw a football like for the Steelers? Yeah, I right? like, really like am actually. Like, like we haven't seen that. It's a new era behind, uh, after Big Ben, so I'm excited to see those fellas go out there and, and play a preseason game. Like, let's be real; it's gonna be super fun to see him play play the preseason game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to running back because we've still got wide receiver and tight end and fullback to cover off. Right. Um, running back is the running back room is Mateo Durant, Trey oh, Edmonds, Najee Harris, Anthony McFarlane, Benny Snell, Jalen Warren.
1: Um
0: I'm mean, gonna instead of setting you the old man out, who are your four
1: starters right now? Okay, okay, so Najee Harris, number one. Uh I'm gonna put in there and uh Anthony McFarlane. I'm gonna put in there. Not not two, but he's start like you know, he's he's in the yep. depth start. Right? Uh, are we including what or not? No, 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 no. Okay. Um I know this is crazy, but I still like my guy, Trey Edmonds. So I think I think he always sticks around. Uh, no, I mean, Slow as a wet week. He's not that bad, dude. He, he's always there though, so he might be. Uh, and actually, he, no, he's always on. He's always, no, I scratched that. He's always on the practice squad, off and on, isn't he? He plays some weeks, some weeks he doesn't. <laughs> I know. So I know, there's, there's a lot going on I know. in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. ladies and gentlemen let's just
0: say there's some discussion about uh, Robert Kraft oh. and some of his well not discussion
1: there's um it's like it's like four comments in a row I can't even escape it like <laughs> yeah all right neither could no I'm not gonna finish that joke I could not I'm not gonna finish that joke okay yeah. so uh we have look I'm gonna leave Benny Stone to laugh that, that's the one that really trips me out the most naji harris mcfarland maybe maybe one of the undrafted guys uh you know i think we have i think I'll, if i'm having four running backs i mean i'm using i'm using what as the as the fourth
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> oh seattle has nine losses okay what do you say like what is the fourth quarter run yeah back? i'm not
1: gonna have i'm not gonna have f- four running backs i'm gonna have like what will be the fourth Fullback, running back. Uh, right, so we'll get like to 20. what
0: I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I like. I want to see what this Mateo Durant guy can do, but I, as we've, I think we've all hyped him up, and you can just see him preseason, like <laughs> running into a guy fumbling the ball, ba bow you're out. <laughs> like it happens, but too in pre-season, but they've though. got to they got to address. They do have to address, even if it's in next year's draft, they've got to bring in a running back to back up Naji. They just gotta like. You know, something yeah, well
1: something's happened because is is this the time that is time for McFarlane and and Snell. And we've been saying that for two years. We've been saying it for a long time. It's like, okay, when are you gonna actually run past the the second yard, you know, two yards. The other thing I I
0: would say about Deonis Johnson is don't be surprised to see him actually get cut. Because like if you look at the Browns, they drafted Jerome Ford and Jerome Ford had probably had a bigger um, you know, he probably had a bigger projection coming out of college, and then Kareem Hunt still hasn't signed anywhere. He could find his way back to to
1: Cleveland potentially. So, well, the thing is, is our second running back behind Najee? Is that even is he even on the roster? Is he going to come but in That's my
0: that's basically my point. Hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, could yeah. could be anyone coming in, right? So. Um, the, the odd man out is everyone besides Najee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Najee, you're fine, mate. You're one of the like, you go back and watch his highlights, and he got bigger this year. But Najee really is a
0: also a bit of an odd guy, like, he didn't even have a Christmas tree, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: true. But like, he is, he's just, I remember, no, the he's Ron, a legend, he's
0: absolutely, he's carrying
1: he's... four people on his back. He wants to win, he wants to be a stealer, and that's what I love about Najee. And he's just so humble, he wants to like, not only. Not only do you mind he's getting paid all the money, but when he's on the field, he's like, okay, i got to get the ball to there. I'll go do that for you. they thinking about yeah. nothing else. And the other guys are, well, odd man out because McFarland saw one snap last year and the undrafted guys. I would love to see one of those guys, you know, make the team.
0: That's it. That's it. All right. We'll move on to tight end and fullback because like defensive line last week, there are a billion wide receivers on this <laughs> roster. Yeah or well, linebackers, linebackers yeah. were a lot last week too. So you got Paddy Freemuth, my, my man, uh, Zach Gentry, Kevin Rader, Jay Sternberger, Connor Haywood, and of course, Derek Watt. So you're going to have some brothers there of other Steelers players. For me, like Gentry and Freemuth are definitely two of the three spots at tight end. And then yep. I think it's Connor Haywood. There, I really like Jay Sternberger, I think given a chance he can do stuff. To me, he's higher on the depth chart than Kevin Rader. Um, but I also think it depends if if Gentry was to get injured, for example, then you know Raider's probably more gonna p- replace Gentry with Jay Sternberger, a bit more like a you know Pat Freemuth type. So it's kind of a bit dependent there. But I can't see Connor Haywood missing this roster. And as much as I would like Derek Watt. To potentially miss the roster, I don't see that happening given the special teams situation.
1: Exactly. And speaking of special teams, uh, Kevin Radar was pretty good on uh, on teams when he has played for the for the Steelers. He's a he's a big unit, can block and stuff like that. But going out being a pass catcher, I see as well. I see Muth. I see Gentry. I see why else Would you go out and sign Connor Hayward if you don't want to use him? So you would use him sparingly to be that number third tight end slash fullback. Put him on the roster, and I see also as well being what being there too. And the guys that are outside looking in are Jason Sternberger. Although I think I've seen little bits of footage of him. He looks like a pretty, you know, talented uh, tight end. He was doing pretty Uh, well
0: for Green Bay. And then basically he got injured and they brought him back. And then there was an off the field situation. And then he got injured again. And then they kind of like cut him. But I mean, he'd been doing pretty well. Like he was a breakout player, like big breakout player.
1: Yeah, but it's almost like now because I think... You know, we were talking about Gentry two years ago, of not even catching the football, and now he's becoming in a lot of the Steelers. Do you remember? Mind.
0: Do you remember one after one of the shows about six months ago? One been in January. You and I were having yeah, cool. a massive one laugh football. about Gentry and like
1: one, the one pass all year. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. Uh, and then well, no, it was before
0: year. last season. It was right before yeah, yeah, last yeah. season. Last yeah, year yeah, he
1: yeah, had yeah. He, he had about I think he had more than one catch had about maybe maybe ten or so, but he had a big play uh in one of the games and went for about 15 yards because no one knew that no one marked him up
0: well he had to be playing that ravens game where he had like a 40 yard pass or something from Ben remember? yeah that might have
1: been i'm not sure but yeah he's he's slowly coming to – and even now the even the Steelers media are kind of showing us like he he'll be part of the team as well because they're playing they're showing Muth and Gentry together you know that the two well you wouldn't
0: realize as well like Gentry was a quarterback drafted by Michigan like the guy can understand the game you know um, and then he started transitioning. It can, be a
1: sne- it can be a very sneaky one in this offense too, because like I think the defenses won't really think about him. They'll, they'll be, he'll be like the last resort to get the football, but he could become, you know, if Mitchell Trubisky starts using the tight ends over the middle, they might go to move, they might go to, to Gentry. And he's just so tall. Like once he can get things down, what third year? Well, look know, at the like, height. well we're going
0: to get to white wide receiver. Look at the height they've got now from the receiving perspective. You've got Paddy Freeman at six mm-hmm. five, you know, Gentry six seven, Claypool six four. Pickens is six three six two six three. 6'2", um, I mean, I've got him in front of me. Hang on. Um, yeah, he's 6'3". He does classify as 6'3". So, like, you've got some big bodies there. Like,
1: Yeah, that's why it's going to be very hard for Sternberg or Radar to make the roster, and they might be practice squad. Mar- Elwood, Miles
0: Boykin as well. well. We'll get to him line my receiver. Yeah, but he's so six,
1: four. I think, yeah, I think Connor Haywood would be in there somewhere. It will be those four. Connor Haywood, what? And the two tight ends, but they could shock us. I don't know if they're going to put Hayward on the practice squad, and if no one else picks him up, and then they, they they bring in, if they put him
0: on that practice squad, they know he's gone. Well, now you I, know. I don't think they're pick. I'm not. I don't think they're just going to pick him on the roster because camera Like I never never thought that right about, being Cameron Hayward's brother. If he gets a spot, he'll have earned it. But it will factor
1: into their mind. I think that that was him. also depends on what they're going, to, how they're going to use the tight ends on the field as well. You know, if they're going to be more well, and that's or... what I
0: that's where I think that Haywood makes sense because I think he's going to play that H-back role in the Matt Canada offense.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. But he, I don't he, think, he, he, he I don't can think run Derek Haywood's right? on this roster next year. He can, uh, who, sorry? Derek Watt? Sorry, I said Derek oh. Haywood.
0: I don't think Derek Watt is on the roster next year.
1: That's fair enough, but he can run the football too, right, Connor Haywood? Correct. Uh, that's, why yeah, like,
0: think, that's why I don't think. That's why. That's why I also think Trey Edmonds is. And he's
1: right a now. bit. What, what I did see from his highlights, he's a bit of a just like he is Benny's still football, right? He runs down and just smacks him in the face. So he so might even take take Benny's role there, which could also nah, free up. Benny's another spot. safe because of special teams. Benny's safe. <laughs> Benny, Benny, <laughs>
0: but um. But the fair thing about Benny, though, ugh. is that we saw what happened when he had an offensive line going forward in that Ravens game in 2019, right, at the end of the season. So in that dark, dingy game where it was just raining and it was mm. So, like, I think from that perspective, you know, behind a decent O-line, he might have
1: a few holes that open up. You know, he could prove well, his worth. This is the time to talk about in the offseason because we haven't seen it yet. But this is like um... – you know, I think like Brian, uh Brian Browns is here. Matt Cunner supposedly has his genius offensive plan that we haven't seen yet. And it's true because Big Ben, we, we couldn't see it last year because Big Ben was out there, you know, drawing up his own place. And this is this is a perfect opportunity for Matt Cunner this year to say, here's my offense, and here let's go score points. And well, I can't wait, Bri- I really can't wait.
0: Yeah, and look, Brian, you're a regular this show. You know, for almost 12 months, I keep saying everyone keeps talking about I've literally said this for 12 months. Everyone keeps talking about the Matt Counter offense. What is the Matt Counter offense? Is the Matt Canada offense good? <laughs> Who fits into it? Does he still use H-backs? Does he use wide receivers differently? Does the running back go on the center or do they throw a quarterback on the center or do they throw a shotgun? Like the Mac Canada offense is, we haven't even seen it. You know, it's will like he, will he, will he, will he fired out of Pittsburgh
1: and you will go, I never got to implement my offense properly. Like it's like what, it's like it, one of your main, if I was saying to someone or oh, me and my girlfriend, I'm like, Mark, we've never seen your girlfriend. Oh, she's around. <laughs> she's around. I swear, I hang out with her all the time. What's her name? Amy. Or wasn't it Michelle last week? Uh, maybe, you know, she's cool. Yeah. That's we, we have built this thing up and that's what we do as fans. Like the Matt kind offense. It's just the offense that he's coaching. Right. And it's i like I'm you meet those people
0: that are like, you know, you know, you, you meet people in, you know, whatever you do after school and they're like, Oh yeah, at school, I did this and I did that. And you look at them and you're like, I don't know. Oh, I
1: just, just lying through their
0: teeth. Yeah, it's like I don't know about that. Like everyone I talked to always played like Australian schoolboys rugby. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Oh
1: uh, yeah, like, how many how many all pros from the same school can go go there? You didn't go there, hundred
0: percent. How many people made regional? I'm like everyone I talk to in the, at the pub says they made regional. Like, or oh, it's like making state in the US. Like, no, I don't think so. Um, all right, well, let's move to wide receiver. Um, Calvin Austin the third. Miles Boykin, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Anthony Miller, Gunnar Osheski, uh, George Pickens, Steve Sims, Tyler Sneed, Tyler Vaughns, Cody White.
1: Can, can I name – how many receivers you think you're going to have? I'm going to have, I think, six if I were choosing. i do gonna... Yeah, six. can I name my six? Can yeah, I say, go. yeah, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pickens, uh, Gunnar Osheski, Calvin Austin, and the last one. I don't know – I'm trying to think between Anthony Miller and Boykins, so I'm going to go with Miller because he's got the connection with uh, Trubisky. But that's my six.
0: All right. If I was the GM, if I was the GM, I pretty much agree with you. But Anthony Miller's making this squad no matter what. I think Steve sincere Steven Sims makes a practice squad just with what he brings to the table, but. Um, Anthony Miller is making this squad due to the familiarity with Trubitsky. And I think he can actually give the chance. He's a really good fourth string he's wide receiver. Fight. But mm-hmm. for me and the Matt counter offense, which I've just swagged off for like two minutes, um <laughs> I I know Gunnar Oshesky can return, you know, is a good return man. To me, he goes on to a practice squad and I'm it, and I'm keeping Miles Boykin there. But wow. I'm assuming I'm assuming that Boykin's going to do well in the preseason. If he doesn't, then Gunner makes it. So I think there's only really one wide receiver position to
1: play. And in. who's your kick return guy? Is that going to be Austin?
0: Yeah, I would probably do Austin. I know. he return. Has kicks. Done, I know Miller. Been, I think I think Miller's even returned some kicks.
1: Um, has Austin done in the past though? Yeah, even though he's really fast, but has he has he played that position. Yeah, in he the returned past? some kicks at um, thing. Right. Around. So so they could they could cut. I did just score like in,
0: a, in Madden with Calvin Austin. I did just score three return touchdowns in the Super Bowl yeah, AFC could, Championship and first week of the
1: playoffs. He's lightning fast. So I, I can see that too. So they're going to, you know, they pay the man, but then cut him because he doesn't work out for the squad. Don't do Benny go? Snell?
0: Benny Snell can receive as well, I think. Re- return touchdowns? Not return touchdowns, but I think he can, he oh. can catch. I think he's not – by receive, I mean, you know,
1: yeah, we'll just stand him at, uh, you know five yards beyond the line of scrimmage and get those. Well, five they all yards kick it off
0: for touchback anyway. Like, who cares? <laughs> just sort of bounce into the end zone, twenty yard, go again. Oh, like.
1: uh, it's funny. Um, yeah, well, Naji Harris, imagine
0: Naji Harris give him the ball like that.
1: Oh, man, <laughs> it if he just ran straight as hard as he you could, you. That's what I'm saying. Just over. run,
0: just run straight. Is what you like mm. to say? Like, yeah, why
1: no, do they? Why do they put running backs back there? They, they also they put switch. Well, back I think it. often
0: you got to think about it too with a running back. Like that, you know, there was that trend for like 20 years where most teams like ran the first play of the game was a running play. You're not gonna have right. your starting running back catch right. the ball and then have the line up and stay go the, again straight away.
1: Stay on the field, mate. Stay on the field.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, but right. in these days where everyone's kind of protected. Like, yeah, yeah, well,
1: they're taking you have right there taken away the kickoff return because we had the return specialist, you know, AB for a long time was you know, probably our last good one. Um, and other than that, kickoff returns, we don't get, you don't see much, do you? Maybe what, been, what been two times out of ten? I'm just gonna look that up. Who's that? Sorry, we Uh, I'm not sure. I know, I think he plays Gunner. I think he's also a Gunner. I know he's done Gunner, but I thought, yeah. Which yeah, I guess we are we gonna go talk special teams or not? Nah, this is just the offense today.
0: Well, yeah, like I looked at punter last week because I associate that as a defensive position and kicker the other way around. But well, we got know. a few minutes.
1: How do you think? How do you think? Uh, well, what, what i you, all right, No,
0: one more, one more, one more, one more. Does
1: Cody White make the practice squad because his dad's? in, the, in the He's got to make day. something, you know. Uh, he's got to make something. I think, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I kind of think it's that there's. The four wide receivers. I know we're jumping around a lot, but four wide receivers are Deontay, Clay, uh, Chase, Pickens, and Austin, and then who might be the other two? As you and I are trying to debate now, we don't know, right? And could it also be someone else coming in? But well, I kind of like Miles Morgan too. He's a kind of a fun, fun receiver as well. You need someone with a, with a bit of grit because we know Pickens is going to have a bit of a grit too. But um, I don't know. I don't want to see Oshesky out there if he can't if he can't move the football. You know, you don't you don't want to waste a spot. Like you, you know when they wasted that spot with Switzer. You don't want to waste it, do you? Yeah, electronic football, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look back at that and you're like, like I like I always have hope for anyone. And then you look back and go... Yes. I didn't. <laughs> I was never
0: on that train. I don't have to look back. I don't I, I don't have to look back. I wasn't on that train. You know, I was Wait, like but, on the Big Ben...
1: By default, I have to. Like, I'm like, I'll give him a chance. And you're just like, yeesh, boy, 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 boy. Like, he was bad, wasn't he? he didn't move anywhere. Like, he caught the ball went... Do you know what it was like? It's like if you ever get out, like if you, you know, when you you had
0: like a remote control car or whatever, and you get it out after you haven't played with it for a little while, and it just it's a gear swallow.
1: <laughs> it's just like
0: uh, uh, it's not even it's working. Just, the wheel, one wheel's not spinning. It's just not.
1: And working. he was there. Switzer was there because of Ben, right? Because Ben wanted him at the fifth receiver, and they, they, I don't know who they got. Oh, they got rid of Deontay Johnson, right? Did they yeah. not? Well, yeah, that, go- well, that's the
0: other thing. Well, that's the other thing in this. We talked about Deontay Johnson then, right? <sighs> Deontay Johnson.
1: Oh, can catch. Not, not not Deontay Johnson. Uh, no, but Spencer. Deontay
0: Johnson can receive. Like, right. oh, not receive. Of course he can receive. Why I keep saying that? Receive the
1: kickoff is what I want to say. But hmm. well, they they, right. they got rid of this. Is it Spencer the Bronco? Didn't wasn't he the one cut? De- Do you is it Deontay John- Spencer? I think it was him cut rather than Switzer. But yeah, That's what's what, it's always funny. Like I know we near the end of the show, but it's always funny that. No matter what we think, there's always like one or two things that we go, really? Are you serious? You're gonna cut that guy? He's good. We're gonna keep him. So yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, that's what do what we wait? 27 days away from or 20 days or something or 25 days away from training camp. That's it. That's it. Anything
0: else for the listeners this week, Mike D before we wrap it up?
1: Uh I think you guys have the fourth of July coming up. So you know, have fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the next few days. So yeah, have fun, stay safe. Uh, represent your, the black and gold Steelers wherever you go. Um, you know, just in any if you having conversations, just shout out BTSC or, you know, what, what podcast you listen to and sh- shout out if you want to. Uh, you don't have to, but, you know, just talk just talk about Steelers. Like that's a, the funnest time I ever had over in America was just meeting someone and talking football when I'm wearing or representing the black and gold because we're getting hyped up now into the season uh, with training camp and then preseason football. And I'm just excited to see what's going to happen, really. It's, it's yeah. been a long off season.
0: Yeah. I want to back that up, Mark and your good point on bringing July 4th up, you know, America. Well, all, all we'll say is that like, you know, I know it can be a bit divisive over there and, you know, everyone's got something negative to say. And, you know, it's the same in our country about our country, but I can tell you, Mark and I've been to America probably up 20 times between us, almost probably roughly. Right. You know, have a good love for your country, have always been well treated in your country. Um, and, you know, as a country that's considered, you know, very good allies with America and Australia, you know, we, you know, we, we like a lot about it. No country's perfect. Um, but no matter what, you should always be proud of where you come from. Um, you know, things aren't always going to be perfect. But, uh, you know, both any American and any Australian are pretty lucky to live in the countries that they live in. So I had the pleasure of doing July 4th over there in Texas. Uh, one year had these cool had these like frozen cocktails that had like blue white and red in them it was mad like they all sat there and they were were awesome but um yeah you know we just celebrate what you've got because you know we're all pretty lucky oh it's
1: it's awesome that me and and my dad went over there and before before the pandemic we did a, a usa you know history tour kind of thing from from New York to Washington, Philadelphia to Gettysburg. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia like, oh,
0: is cool when you look at like Liberty Bell. Philadelphia,
1: there is like. there's so much history there, and um that's where like you guys pretty much started with all your stuff, and then they moved everything to Washington. But um, yeah, it's 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 so fun over there, and they treat us the Australians with um, you know, we have a bit of a banter, a bit of fun. So like we love it over there. Like, I love just hanging out with the Americans and just you know, teasing them or having a bit of fun back and forth. It's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well. With that, we're going to wrap up this week's Steelers
0: Touch Down Under. I'm Maddie Peveril with Mark Deere as always. Happy July 4th.
1: Go Steelers!